Welcome, everybody, to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. Sixth grade's killing us. It absolutely is. <laughs> and you are sitting up here. It is 824. This podcast will be released in a mere three and a half hours. Yes, it will. Um, Our daughter, oldest daughter, saw us, well, saw me, walking up the stairs. And she goes, are you wearing that outfit to podcast? <laughs> I said, yes. Yes, no I am. No one's watching. This is not a... Uh, visual medium although it could be it, it was should be it was at one point we probably yeah. should get, bring that back it needs to happen um if you were watching you would see me with a nice big glass of water in one hand and another glass full of um some drink fireball brought to you by fireball it's one of those kind of nights we have one of our children who just doesn't want to study doesn't know how to study it's a struggle. He just changed he schools. Is on the struggle bus, for sure, so we academically. Are, we are all on the struggle bus, therefore. So, if we make it through the next quarter Here's and a the half. Thing, that kid's smart. Like, I'm sitting there, so just just to let you know what's going on. He's got a test tomorrow on the Greek gods. He produces this study guide worksheet that looks like it's been run over a thousand times. And has nothing filled out. Nothing. I had to walk away at that point. Yeah. So I'm like, this is ridiculous. So first thing is, how much of the study guide is on the test tomorrow? He said the whole thing. Well, I look at it based on like what they have to annotate in their book. And based on what he's done. Has he annotated anything yes, in the book? He has lots he of did? things highlighted and underlined. Oh. Like someone must be helping him with that. Either that or he's paying close enough attention to like circle stuff and highlight or whatever. But it stops at a certain page. So I was like, hey, y'all haven't gotten past this. So it's only going to be one page of this study guide. Like, that's very doable. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there with the book cracked open because I can read the whole book. Like, it's all big print. There's pictures. Like, I, it's only maybe five pages of stuff to read. Mm-hmm. And he's going through the worksheet. And with the exception of maybe like seven or eight things, he knew the answers to. Like, he didn't know them completely, I guess. When he's describing things, he will use he uses words like he uses a lot of uh, common you know, nouns. You know, it's the thing. I'm like that. You can't the write guy. Th- you can't write that on your test. You have the to guy write the answer. And the girl. Um, anyway. There was a thing for that girl. She has that thing, and it beat that guy <laughs> with that thing. You can't write that on your test, man. Right. Anyway, it's but extremely it's stuff like frustrating. That. So the stuff he's saying is right. It's all right. Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, he did this, and then he and that led to this. Yeah. Well, what's that guy's name? He doesn't know. Which honestly is very impressive as far as Greek mythology is concerned. Clearly, it's something he's interested yes. in, because I have negative interest in Greek mythology, and I could not tell you if that was me in sixth grade, I would be a puddle of tears of misunderstanding because I I well, do not I do not like, I was reading, so I ended up reading the entire thing <laughs> while I'm sitting there. It's laid out very well. It's told uh, in a very childlike manner to where it's interesting. Yeah, the stories are a little more the basic. Story, yeah, they, they take out a lot of probably the fluff and they just like get right down to the nitty gritty. This my person f- is this person's dad. My first experience with Greek mythology, I think, was in high school. And I don't think that we did that much with it. I knew enough about it to, to know that I thought it was not interesting at all. Yeah. Anything that involves fantasy mm-hmm. or 
like I'm not interested in Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. Like I don't want any sci-fi. Uh, Twilight. No, I never, never got into. I the never Twilight. watched any of no Star Trek. My dad was a big. Well, he wasn't like a Trekkie. Do you know what I mean? Yes, <sighs> he watched it, but he wasn't like speaking Cleon and stuff. That is a very good definition of how I roll too. Not that I'm I'm not into Star Trek necessarily, but even if there is a show that I was into, I will never be the person that that bridges over into the obsessed fan or the like yeah. the roadie that travels around and just follows bands around. Like I'm never gonna be a super fan of anything. There's nothing that I could possibly be a super fan of. My dad was into Star Trek. He was into Star Wars, too, but, like, in Trek, he would always talk about Captain Picard versus Captain Kirk and the difference between the two, and I didn't care. Like, for us, it was, there's only one TV in the house, and if that was on, that's what we were watching, and so we didn't care, but he would make these these comments, oh, typical Picard, (laughs) and we're like, we don't know what that means, but clearly you don't like the guy. It's like when someone makes a joke. And you're like, oh, that's so Thomas Aaronsburg, yes. that guy. <laughs> so I don't even know what he liked or didn't like. I just know that he didn't like Picard, who was the newer guy. Captain Kirk was played by William is, Shatner. Yeah, is Picard the one that was played by... The bald head yes, guy. Who looks so... <laughs> he looks like... um. Never mind. I'm going to go off of, off another trail if I say who he looks like. There was someone on Facebook that was sharing pictures of a saint. Saint Thomas, not Aquinas, someone no. else. Anyway, and I was like, man, that guy looks just like the guy who plays Picard on, <laughs> on Star Trek. Ooh, yeah. That's an unfortunate rendering of the saint. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, that was the one that, was that like a second generation? That was not, that wasn't the original one? I think one? it was actually called the next generation. <gasps> oh, you might be right. I'm very vague on that stuff. Any, yeah. We only had one TV in our house, too, growing up. And if that was on, I just wouldn't be in the room. I would go find something else to do. Yeah, I don't know that we really enjoyed it either because it moves so slowly. There's so much more story and not a lot of action. But for little kids, like, that's just... Well, it's even worse these days. There's no way Oh, yeah, there's no way. Like, there was a that. movie. Um, we were at my parents' house, and we were talking. Someone said some movie line. And our oldest son was like, I don't get it. We're like, it's from a movie. But I started thinking, like, you wouldn't like that movie. It it moves way too slow. Yeah. It's funny, but the the jokes are, you know, they're not one right after each other. They, like, story and then a joke, story and a joke. And yeah, we, we discuss this pretty often, how movies these days, um, the format, of course, they're they're quicker. There's less like scenery and like backed up view. Everything's very close up. I listened to a whole podcast one time about how cinematography has changed since like the old Western days and Mm -hmm. not, not just the the themes and all that, but the actual way it shot and not just, you know, film to digital, that kind of thing. Like you used to go to the the framing. Yeah. You used to go to a theater where you would see, like your whole visual visual be full of like nature and mountains and there'd be one guy riding one horse across like a sandy desert kind of a thing. And your eyes were just full of like scenery. And now if you notice cinematography is like everything is very close. Extreme close ups. Extreme close ups. Face shots, eye shots. Yeah. Yeah. There's not this far away one little thing. It just isn't done that way anymore. Right. And so um, 
kids have gotten used to that. And so anything else is boring. Yeah, that's true. But I would love for him to go back and watch some of those like older, like Mel Brooks type comedies. But well, one, is Blazing Saddles. They're a little Brooks? mature. Yeah, that is the one we were talking about. It's called Young Frankenstein, mm. and it's. I mean, it's a it's a really funny it's funny, but again, it's it moves slowly and it's black and white and yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch that many movies coming up at all. Our kids watch way more movies than oh, I yeah. ever watched. Way more. Now they they haven't gone. Although maybe it's just music. They know some older music. I'm not sure they know a lot of older movies. No, but I just never watched that. But many they movies ride with me up. in the car, and so. There will be a lot of times we're riding in the car and they're just playing songs and some song pops in my head and I'll be like, hey, play this song by Styx. And they're like, what? And it's not Come Sail Away. It'd just be like... <laughs> Is that the popular random, one? Well, I mean, they played that today on the way home. Mm. But, you know, there's... I was I, I like randomly say some band and they've never heard of them before and they'll listen to it and... yeah. Our older son now has listened to the entire album by this one band called The Postal Service, which was really popular in the early 2000s. That if I you played, listen to... I played one song for him, and he's like, oh, I really like this band. It and sounds a lot like AJR. Yeah. As far as and I think that's why he likes music them. arrangement and all that. Yeah. We were riding home tonight, and our youngest was the only one riding with me. We had two separate cars, and um, she was riding home with me, and... They've made a remake of that terrible song that was popular back when we were kids. The I'm Blue. What was the name of that song? I'm Blue. Dun, 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 yeah, I think dun. it's called I'm Blue. <laughs> oh, God. It was just the most terrible song. But now they've reused it and sampled it oh, nice. in some new song. And um, she had recalled it. She said, Mom, wasn't this a popular song before? I was like, yeah. yes, it was. But it wasn't this song. This song is using that song to right. create a new song. Are you looking it it's up? It's called I'm, I'm Blue. Oh, that's terrible. And it, he lives in a blue house with blue windows. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, actually, it's just called blue. Mm, they really got fancy with it. Yeah. Here's the thing. I think I'm blue. I don't. I see. I'm seeing both right now. What the heck? Anyway, y'all know what song I'm talking about. Yeah, it was terrible then. Still terrible now when they're sampling it. But it really is amazing how people. Um, some you know someone hits it big. For one song. Yeah. For whatever reason, or gets like encompassed by the music industry, even though there's seemingly no talent there. It really is. That something. song seems like it would have been a good, like, you play it at some club and it's got the beat, you know? <laughs> and so, like, you can just dance to the beat, even though the words are meaningless. Yeah, it's just maybe. Got that maybe you if know, you've had enough. Enough to drink or otherwise. Well, I mean, you're just there to, like, dance to random songs. You don't really maybe care about the music. I don't know. Not sure how we got on that. You, I don't know. I forgot to describe what I was wearing right now, though. Okay. When I did say yeah, that sorry. I was wearing a crazy outfit, but then I was also having a little bit of a little nip of something, something. Um, I'm wearing leggings and a sweater with a pink fluffy robe and bedroom slippers. So you're, you basically have taken your day clothes <laughs> and put your bedroom clothes over the top. I look like a mama. Oh, I have headphones on too. So look, it is an interesting look. <laughs> with a Red Bull. What is this? Not Red Bull. Fireball. Fireball. Gosh, dog it. Something red with fire. I don't know. There's a lot of people who uh, cannot handle Fireball. 
It's like it's nothing to you. It's this, like water to you. The story that I always hear is it's always like that fire. I can never drink Fireball again. Like basically, yeah. Like everyone's got a story, a Fireball. Story. Yeah, basically, the last time anybody drank it, they were passed out on the floor somewhere because it just does bad things to them. And I wouldn't say it's like water to me, but I would definitely say that it's. Um, you could drink that entire. You could fill that glass probably halfway okay, full. That's a little extreme. Solid halfway full before you feel something. You make me feel like a sound like a real lush. Everyone, I'm a very no. Just there's major certain, lightweight. There are certain alcohols because if that was wine, that's probably not true. Different story for sure. Bourbon, so, different story. At Christmas, so saying, do you remember what happened at Christmas? It was simultaneously the worst and best. I get very overwhelmed by uh, a lot of people and noise, which is interesting considering I have four children mm-hmm. and I'm one of six and you're one of seven. It really creates a rough scenario. But being one of six, I was a middle child and my mom and dad kind of had us in pairs to where it wasn't like your family where there were seven kids, yep. probably like 10 and under was the age range on that. Ours were six kids that were 19 and under. And so you had stretched out over 19 years, six kids, yeah. as opposed to seven over Ours 10 years. are 12. Is I it 12? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, seven under 12. I mean, that's like one every other year, pretty much. Yeah, I just can't handle the noise. It's too much for me. Generally, ever since I came into your family, even as a dating, like dating you, I remember mm-hmm. at Christmas, I would just sit in one spot the whole night and typically my knees were tucked up and my arms were around my knees and yeah. I was just like it's it's crazy town for sure especially when the kids were younger the kids are you know bigger now and we have our own but back then all of your cousins mm-hmm. it was a lot of kids 10 and under yeah I would say mm-hmm. and the excitement at Christmas reaches a fever pitch which is how it should be um but I could not handle it so I would be like rocking myself in a corner basically so anyway it happens every year. But this year, you're telling a story. Yeah, but this year we came home from Christmas Eve. We go to Christmas Eve Mass. We don't go to Christmas Mass. And we came to your parents' house. And we, I don't know what happened, but I was grumpy. I don't know why. Probably just because I'm tired. It's Christmas and I'm tired. Um, what what happened was we go to church 40, no, 30 minutes away from where the Christmas party is being hosted. And we went to church, we came home, we got dressed, we got the food that you had made, and we drove in to town for Christmas. And no one else was ready. And nobody else was ready. And we're like, dude, we should be the last ones. We came from the furthest. Yeah, and I get hangry. Yeah. And... And there was like this whole hold up for a solid 30, 40 minutes maybe. We didn't eat until 7.15, I don't think. So... And I thought I was going to die. So what do you do when you have no food in your stomach and you're in a bad mood? You have a bourbon and Coke. I was immediately in a better mood. Um, This makes me all sound like I'm a lush. I probably have an alcoholic beverage like maybe once a month, if that. Yeah. Um, But Christmas time was the perfect time. Yeah. And uh, there is no better version of me. I know I've said this a thousand times, but to drink Catherine is the best version of Catherine. Yeah. Depending on the drink. Oh, uh, that's true. Why? Why do you say because that? Because if it was at Fireball, two drinks is not going to do much. <laughs> the I bourbon and Coke was where it was at. <laughs> yeah, or if it had been a a, wa- a glass of wine too, I think it would have. 
Yeah. Had the same effect. Yeah, probably everybody's, so. Everybody's different. Yeah. But then the, the stomach, hit, uh, the stomach hits your food. Your food hits your stomach and you're like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. But we're all back to normal again. Let the children be loud. Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll say this, though. Um, I think you've spoiled me here because... <gasps> I spoiled you? Yeah, because I'm used to the crazy. Like, I was... That's my life. And now... I get around like loud children. I'm like, y'all need to hush. You're too loud. Oh, well, I think a I lot of times you like were that. part of it. Mm, oh, for think? sure. That's what I'm saying. I think that you would contribute to the noise in a big way. Don't no you doubt. think? No doubt. So when you're part of it, you don't feel it as much as when you're just a casual observer. Don't you think? That's, I mean, yeah, that's true, but. If the noise bothered me, I wouldn't have been a part of the noise, you know? I think the noise increases when you start participating. I don't know. By the way, I want to switch subjects and just tell you that if you listened last week and you got to the end of the episode, Mm -hmm. things got a little crazy. Um, weird? It's a weird conversation. Thomas wanted to cut it out, and I got several messages telling me that they agreed with me and they loved that part of the episode. So let's get weird. Our weirdest parts are the best parts. You don't think? No, you don't Probably, think. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I thought people would be like, what are they talking about? That is, <laughs> why? <laughs> how did that even come up? How'd they get there? Uh, I mean, if you listen to it, you know how we got there. Right. So, I don't know. We didn't edit out. I asked you, and you said, no, keep it. I, I think, think it it's was, fine. Yeah. And I was like, all right. And I, mean, I, was I, just, a, I was the one that said it, so I guess it I doesn't know. matter. I, yeah. I think if it was something weird that I said, I'd have been like, yeah, I'm going to take that out. And you probably wouldn't have disagreed. <laughs> so but. if you go back and listen, you can probably hear Thomas's awkward quietness the entire time as you're just letting me describe, just talking. <laughs> describe <laughs> like, uh, the weirdness. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. And, and you, you know hey, what? You know what? You said it. And you're you know cool what's happened it? since um, I turned down that job? I've gotten so many jobs, I don't even know what I'm going to do about it. That's good. It is good, but it's pretty nerve wracking. Well, you'll you'll deal with it. <laughs> you do. That's how you do. Do you know how I deal with it? Um, I'm gonna probably eat too much and stress, stress out. Stress about it. Yeah, I've been trying. I've been taking. Um, so uh, I'm trying to think, probably a year ago. I started taking. There's this brand called Ollie, which I'm sure you've seen it. It's taken the uh, supplement market Especially by storm. Vitamins. Yeah. Um, they only originally had like three or four varieties, and mm. now these that company has branched off into like they got everything. I yeah. think they got deodorant. I was looking the other day; they had some sort of like stick. I don't know. I went to Target. Is it magnesium? You know, like, maybe, maybe so. Anyway, they have all the things, but yeah. I'm sticking to the OGs. Um, the one I started taking over a year ago was called Goodbye Stress. Mm-hmm. And the main ingredients were L-thymine, GABA GABA, and there was one more. It was like maybe like lemongrass or something. Delta eight. It's not delta eight, <laughs> although I'm not against it. You know, that's something. Let me finish this thought, and then we'll move on to that. Um, so we, I've been looking. I didn't rebuy it. I I ran out of it. And I was looking for pure L-thymine was really what I was looking for because that seems to be the good main ingredient for brain. It's a um, nootropic. It's a yeah. nootropic, apparently. I didn't know that. 
which I don't really know what nootropic means, but I guess. Yeah, I, I think nootropic's sort of a. It's a keyword these days. Yeah, that just means anything that might help your cognitive function. Hmm. I don't know that for sure. You're a big but Andrew Huberman person, uh, so I would think you would know what that means by now. I don't, he uses that I don't word all the that, time. I don't know that it has like an official, I'm sure it has an official definition, but what falls under a nootropic? Yeah. Well, L-thiamine is not, you know, regulated by the FDA. It's one of these little supplements or vitamins that you can take. And um, since it was the main ingredient in the goodbye stress from Ollie, I figured, well, I'll just go find just, just that mm-hmm. supplement somewhere. Because yeah. these gummies can get expensive. It's like 42 gummies for $17. I mean, they're yeah. they're not cheap. And so um, I was going to go find just a supplement. Now, we were at Costco, and they didn't have just a supplement, but they did have um, the Nature Valley, which is usually the more affordable right. you know, brand yeah. of those vitamins. Generic. They had L-thymine, and I think it's also Gabba Gabba in a, in a gummy. Mm-hmm. And so now I got those. I'm transitioning my way all the way to the L-thymine. If I find it in... A grocery store or a That's pharmacy, mm-hmm, then I'll buy it and see how it goes. Um, but I really do like how it takes away that edge of anxiety for me. Yeah, where it's just uh, the only way I can think to describe it is that my brain is chaotic with the thoughts of all the things I need to do, mm-hmm. and it can't, it it cannot just chill out about it. Yeah, and so it helps me just. Did you ever listen to that Huberman podcast Mm-mm. episode about focus? Mm-mm. You should go back and listen to it. It's like all the stuff you're talking about. I could not even attempt to try to explain all the things he says in there. But it's all stuff you're talking about right now. You'd have to send me a specific link. I did send it I've, to you. The you, day you were, you were asking me about something, focus things, I was like, oh, you need to go listen to the this Huberman podcast. And I sent you the link. I'll send it to you again. But it's really like he breaks it down. Pretty scientifically, but in a way that a common person can understand. I can't re-explain it, mm-hmm. but the way he was explaining it made sense. Was, yes, yeah, he's good at that. He's a real smart guy. Did you know that? Um, I listened to a podcast with him the other day. Well, I don't remember what episode or what what podcast it was, but um, he said that he, I think he almost failed out of high school, or maybe he almost failed yes, out of college. High school. Yeah, he and was now like he's like a neuroscientist. Into, yes. Mm-hmm. At Stanford. Uh-huh. He, um... So he's a, he's a really good school, con man? In high school, he was m- very much into, like, surfing and smoking weed and just, like, chilling out and just living that surfing. We went to lifestyle. a high school with a guy that kind of was that way. Yeah. The val- Was he the valedictorian of our class? He was pretty high up there if he wasn't. And then he went off to college and then failed out. Yeah, I think. So, kind of the opposite. This guy, Huberman, was not a good high school student at all. Yeah. Everyone was convinced that our classmate was in the CIA because surely. He still might be. (laughs) Because surely he would not be the valedictorian of our high school and then go off to fail college. Right. And I think he worked like at a big box store. Yeah. And. It's yeah. the last we saw, but you like you never heard from him. We're forty now. I'm like, sure he's moved on. Where's he? What's he been doing? Yeah, he's been inserted somewhere at this point. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Uh huh. He's he's in some sort of secret location. Anyway, I don't even know. But yes, he talks about um, 
the supplements side of it, but then yeah. also the that's where I got the NSDR stuff from. Yeah. NSDR stands for non-sleep deep rest, and it's like a 10-minute de- exercise you can do in the middle of the day that basically resets a lot of like your central nervous system. It's like taking a to nap refocus. Yes. as far as you feel like you're rested, but yes. you never fell asleep. Yes. It's like your brain took a nap, but your body didn't take a nap. So like it's not, you don't wake up like if you fall asleep, um, you're not groggy. Like you feel sharp like you would after you took a nap and got up and got to moving around. It's crazy. I haven't tried it. Anyway. You were doing it for a while, but I think you kind of stopped, huh? I was doing it a lot during the football season because I would be tired during the day. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like like you I don't have it. time. Like I didn't have time to take a nap during the day because I have school. I can't take naps. If I take a nap in the middle of the day, I will be groggy the rest of the day. Yeah. I so don't this care might how be, short or long it is. This might be the better. This might be the alternative. Yeah. But basically, you just sit somewhere and you can find these recordings. There are some that are more like yoga or maybe even spiritual based. But the one that um, that I listen to is a script that he reads himself. And he's got a good voice. It's kind of a deeper voice. And so you just close your eyes, either sit back or lay back, whatever. And you listen to this 10-minute script. He's and probably, it um, tells you different things to focus on. And 10 minutes is up. And you get up, you're like, whoa, my brain feels like it's been... He hypnotized you and you didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they say that's what hypnosis really is. It's not. Yeah, you're not like asleep. You're not under the control of some yeah. other person. Like it's just like a relaxation kind of thing. Anyway, we're going down a strange rabbit hole. <laughs> we love a strange rabbit hole. Yeah. That's what we do here. But all the various. I, I could probably. I probably need to find that link. I could set that. Put that in our show notes. Yeah. For people to click on. Yeah. Put the stress one and the. What do you call it? NSDR? It's all in the same thing. Oh. It's all about it's about focus and how to increase your focus during the day through supplements, through various exercises, through I feel like everybody's focus has just been shot between 24-hour news cycles, our cell phones ringing and buzzing yeah. and notifying. Oh, he talks about that kind of stuff too. All like the what time. You can do to help yourself focus in in those ways as well. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, it's I can't imagine what a child's brain is going through. Our our adult brains can't handle it. I can only imagine what a child's brain who's developing and trying to go to school and learn all these things at the same time as all these distractions and Yeah. Well, non-focus. and in some cases, their your child is having to learn on that device that Yeah can be a distraction if it's th- not monitored. And I think you and I or maybe my dad were talking about how websites have these little, like how how strong your peripheral vision is mm-hmm. and how these websites have built in um, movement in, in the task bar above, or like in the web bar above. So you'll be looking or reading something on a website and if you've yeah. got a couple of tabs open, yes. one of the tabs in your peripheral vision will wiggle and yeah. move. And like refresh. Yes, I've seen that. So it catches your vision, and they know right. that. And it's not—it's not the page refreshing. It's—it's it's an actively trying to get your attention right. so that you'll go back to their Click on website. That tab, like, whoa, what was that? Mm-hmm. Did something update or? Yeah. No. Yeah, I've noticed. I notice that all the time. 
I'll be sitting there working and I'll see something kind of flash up there. And I always keep the tab open that has our Google chat between me and you during the day. Um, and so I'll see it and I'm like, oh, maybe she sent me a message or something. And just, and it probably didn't, you know, mm-hmm. but I just like, I saw something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I end up clicking on it. Oh, no, she didn't send me a message. Well, what the heck was that flash yeah, up there? It was one of the other tabs just blinking so that I would look. Yep. To what end? A lot of times it's um, purchasing type things. It's like if you were looking at a pair of shoes and you abandon that tab to go and do something else. Right. It'll be, it'll move so you'll remember like, oh yeah, I was looking for a pair of shoes. Because they know how bad people's attention spans are too. Well, I think also the human eye likes movement. And so it's like it's drawn, it's drawn to the movement. Well, it's just, I guess it's interesting to me that it feels like so many of our natural instincts are being um, dulled. But there are things like that, your peripheral vision, that is a natural, uh, you mm-hmm. know, thing that's built in because like hunting and you need to see when things move so you right. can shoot at it or, you know, chase well, it. It is a survival technique right. if you're out Run in the away. wilderness and you see a tiger move in the grass. Right. Time to start running. So it's, I'm sure it's. If there's a tiger, I'm, it's, I'm, we're done for. Well, you just have to be faster than whoever's next to you. If it's so. you, I'm in trouble. See you later. You're, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Just let me die. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, there's no getting away from a tiger, though. That thing's fast. I've always thought of, like, climbing stuff. That thing can climb. Like, oh, yeah, because it's a cat. Yep. You're done. Dang, now. Same thing with, like, a lion. Mountain lion, especially. Can You think a big, like, Mufasa can climb a tree? Uh, I don't know about Mufasa, but the lioness Nala. is... Yes, Nala's climbing that Nala tree. Nala can climb a tree. <laughs> a, young, a young Mufasa, a young Simba. What were we watching? Oh, my gosh. Okay, you were not at um at Scholars Bowl. So um, we have a child that's on the Scholars Bowl team, which is essentially like trivia questions asked to a bunch of kids that know a bunch of trivial information. But they there was a particular set of questions that we're asking about um, Aladdin. Mm-hmm. And... It asks something about, so you got two teams against each other. And the question asked, some, the first question was something about Aladdin, and they got it right. And I think the answer was genies, right? It was like in this in this culture or in this religion, they believe that something, something grants wishes, right? So they say genies. Mm-hmm. The next question is something like, where where did all this take place? One kid says Saudi Arabia. One kid says uh, Arabia. The answer is China. I was like, damn it. Disney lied to us all. This whole story didn't even take place in the <laughs> Saudi Arabia. In the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. It took place in China. <laughs> Aladdin did? The whole, yeah. I mean, we need to Google it, probably. Let's Google the real. But Aladdin yeah. took place in Agrabah. Come on now. Right. I was like, I was sure. But I think that I'm pretty sure that Disney has led us astray on that answer that it happened in China. At least according to the Scholars Bowl. Don't look up Aladdin, but look up oh. the um, like genies. And the religious, yeah, the religious tradition of genies. It comes from is it um, Islam? I think it's Islam. I know. Well, if that's Islam, would be the Middle East. Yeah, I don't know. They said China, and everyone got it wrong. And I was like, well, if these kids don't know. I sure as heck don't know. They all guessed. Um, it says in the Arabic world. Oh. Why do they say China? 
I thought they said China. It definitely, <laughs> I just turned to the mom next to me and I was like, Disney lied to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Genies are from the Middle East and Africa. Cultures in the Middle East and Africa. Hmm. Hmm. About it. Well, maybe the Scholar's Bowl Sounds thing was like wrong. Sounds like Scholar's Bowl was wrong. That's what I was going to say earlier, though, right. when you were talking about um, all the various different... Uh, the Greek gods? Well, the Greek gods and the Star Trek stuff and the music. We talked about all of these things, and all of these subjects were covered in that Scholar's Bowl thing, trivia this weekend, which mm-hmm. it happened Saturday. It was a whole tournament. They had five matches. And each match contains... Okay, you do the math on this. Okay. You do the math. You ready? Yep. It's not going to be hard math. It was 20 times 4, so that's 80, 80. times 5. 400. You just did that so fast. That was so good. They were asked 400 questions this weekend. That's pretty impressive. That's a lot of questions. It's a lot of questions. Yeah. Because they do, they do a main question... They call it a toss-up, where either of the sides can buzz in. Mm-hmm. Once they answer that question, then if they get it right, they get asked three more subheading questions. Um, if they don't get it right, the other team gets a chance. Can Whatever, steal it. yeah, they can steal it. But you get ten points for each one. So anyway, they but every there's twenty rounds yeah. in each full game. They do a halftime, so it's like. 10 and 10, two mm-hmm. sets of 10 questions, but each of those questions have four, four total questions within them. So yeah, 400 questions. Insane. Some of them were about, I mean, they asked yeah, everything. Yeah, but some of them are pretty easy, right? And some are... I think it's all, I mean, easy is all relative. You know? No, that's it, Like, you know, we know music... It's somewhat trivial knowledge, though. It's not They're 13-year-old like, uh, kids, so... Right. It is trivial, I would say, but these are 13-year-old kids. They ask a lot about... Um, literature, like books, yeah, that, and a lot, a lot of them are popular books, but probably not on these kids' current school reading right. lists. Not in their age group. Maybe. Like, do they read Little Women anymore in grade school? I don't no, think I don't know. so. Yeah, I don't know. There is a probably set of not. questions about Little Women. There is a set of questions about like Withering Heights. I don't think they read. That was of what yeah. we read, maybe, mm-hmm. and even maybe the like generation high school, maybe even. Yeah. So, so not middle. This is a middle school competition. Yeah, but they're asking about authors' names, themes of the books. I mean, it's a lot of different subjects, kind of within the same same area. You know, you'll ask yeah. this one book, and they'll ask four questions about it, and it'll be pretty detailed stuff. You know, what color of? It, I mean, it has to be significant, but they ask a lot of questions about details that I'm like, oh, I mean, there's pe- there's questions about science and periodic tables and math questions where they have to have a pen and paper and actually write down yeah. what the answers are going to be. And a lot of it you can tell is beyond the math that they've ever learned. Sure. And so the questions are reaching. Like it's obviously yeah. meant to be difficult for right. their age range. Um, but then again, as far as like it being relative as to what's easy, they had a question about um, who sang ground control to Major Tom. It's yeah. like you and I know the answer to that. Yeah. But do 13-year-olds know about David Bowie? Probably not. Well, our, our kid did. Our, ours does. <laughs> that was one of the, It's interesting, too. I mean, they're learning so many really cool things. They're learning how to work as a team because the way that 
the way that, it, that each team works, it's got one, two, three. I guess it's four kids, and they have a couple of substitutes that they can sub out. Yeah. Um, but there's one main kid. They like all the answer. Ha- yeah, answer they. Guy. He's like a designated answerer. They have every mm-hmm. kid has a buzzer that they can buzz for the first toss up question. But anything beyond that, that one kid that's the main answerer. They can either designate to give someone else the ter- the chance to answer the question, or they have like everyone tells him the answer and he right. just answers it. Um, and so that kid, that kid usually is like the one that knows most of the stuff. And so right. you have to learn to work as a team. You have to learn to like that person who is the main person has to learn to listen to the people around mm-hmm. him, he or him or her, um, and decide if the answers that they're giving him or her are worthy of giving to the panel that sure. is asking, you know? So there's a lot of convincing. There's kind of like a lot of like, because um, in the case of the David Bowie question, they ended up getting it wrong because the guy who was answering thought he said Tom Petty. Yeah. And the two guys sitting on either, so our son and then their friend who's sitting on the opposite side, they've got, he's got, oops, he's got um kids. The main kid has two of his friends in his ear going, it's David Bowie, it's David Bowie, it's David Bowie. He goes, Tom Petty. And then the, <laughs> and the lady's like, incorrect. And the next kid said, you know, on the opposite team got to steal it. Right. And they said, David Bowie, and you want to see a couple of kids that came unglued. <laughs> like, we told you. And then actually, that was one I wasn't there for, but they were the parents were telling me about it. Mm-hmm. And then there was one that I was in there for. And the the kid who answers all the questions thought he knew the answer and both of his friends on either side of him were telling and teammates were telling him it's Minecraft. It's Minecraft. And they just said, say Minecraft. They were like in his ear, say Minecraft. And he wouldn't do it and he wouldn't do it. And finally he <laughs> finally he threw his hands up and he goes, Minecraft. And she said, correct. And they were like, we told you what. It's kind of interesting because they do allow them some amount of celebration. Yeah. Because there's parents sitting in the audience and so sometimes the crowd will get a little like <gasps> or mm-hmm. like laugh at things sometimes right. when the kids because you can you can watch the kids as a team reacting to each other and sometimes it's entertaining because you can tell they're friends like especially our team yeah all these kids are friends with each other and they're, you got a kid in the middle who has to give all the answers and his friends are yelling at it, it's minecraft it's my just say the word minecraft and he wouldn't say it and finally he was like oh Minecraft, and it was a right answer, and they were like, Rah! "We told you." Yeah, you but know? you would think like if you didn't know, and these people, I guess that's you know what you're he saying. He must have thought he knew. Thing. I mean, they seem like hey, they're they're ready to fall on the sword about this thing. Yeah, go ahead and Look listen ahead to them. Yeah, I mean, but then there was they asked, so they asked, you know, kind of more obscure. There's plenty of questions that I don't know the answers to, mm-hmm. um, but then they had, for example, they had a, a whole series of questions about SpongeBob. And yeah. it's like he, Our the kid, the kid, the kid that was answering all the questions, he knew all the questions. He didn't have to ask right. anybody else. He knew yeah. the answers. And there was the very last one he didn't know the answer to. And the girl in the end was like, it's whatever. Like, I forget what the answer was, but she knew exactly what it was. It's yeah. so funny how people have their very specific niches of trivia. Yeah. Um, and so she passed the word down and he, he finally said it and his mom was sitting next to me or I mean, her mom was sitting next to me and she goes, I knew all that SpongeBob watching would pay off at some time. (laughs) You finally feel justified. Your kid's been watching nonstop, but SpongeBob for like 10 years straight. And you're finally like, Oh good. It paid off with one question in Scholars Bowl. (laughs) 
that really probably didn't mean anything. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. No, she earned 10 points. Yeah. It was something. She contributed, you know. But um, it was all, uh, it happened. It, um, What do you call it? It was, <laughs> God, I can't think of the word. It I don't know. was held. The Scholars Bowl event was held yeah. at um, Alma Bryant High School, which I have been probably to, I'm trying to think of why, football game. I've probably been to a football probably. game or two down there, yeah. but I've certainly never been inside the school. And um, it was a labyrinth. At Our oldest was walking in the hallway with me, and she we were trying to find where all the Scholars Bowl classrooms were. It was like in hallway B. Mm-hmm. I was like, what does that mean? You know? So we're walking around and we realize like this place is like you go down one hallway and then it splits off into three on the left side and three on the right side. So you've got hallway A, B, and C. Then you've got D, E, and F. And it's just like there's hallways everywhere. I need to look at, do we know what the population of that high school is? I'd be very curious to know. It is a 7A school, which means nothing to our listeners. I'm going to guess 2,500 at least. But even that seems like not enough number. I'm going to go 4,000. I'm going to go real big. 4,000. Let me see how fast it takes you to Google something. Well, I was trying to think of the word, enrollment. Yeah. It's 1,687. No. Yep. What? Okay, well then that... It may have been bigger at one time, though. Like, that place they is... They build these schools... Convoluted for how small it is. That's insane. I wish you'd gone in there with us so you could have seen. Well, our school has 800 something and it is ridiculously big for 800 kids what do you mean it's ridiculously what's ridiculously big your school yeah but it's straight hallways it's like one building there's straight hallways with classrooms off the side when i tell you that it felt like i was entering into a cinder block city i was it has to be looking at a campus map it doesn't look all that confusing but maybe it's because i'm looking from what shape top down what shape is the main building the main building is a square (laughs) (laughs) Um, let me tell you it looks like an anthill inside of there you know how there's all the kinds of tunnels they pour the aluminum down into the anthill and they pull it back up and it's just like tunnels everywhere yeah that's what it felt like we were in so the main building is a square you come in on one of the vertices of the square get out of here with your mouth as you walk into it to the left and the right it looks like one of them goes into a building that is cross they're both cross-shaped but the building to your left is cross-shaped and the building to your right is also cross-shaped and so if you go into those buildings inside of those buildings there would be three hallways we're gonna have to have an off microphone discussion about this because i'm telling you i had zero cell phone reception in that place yes that place is also in the middle of nowhere so it no but if i was near a window or outside i had fine cell phone reception so it was like the deeper i got into the building i felt like i was could not escape the place unless i had retraced the breadcrumbs that i had put down when i walked in there well it also is probably used as a hurricane shelter um also bomb shelter possibly let me tell you who had the most fun our youngest who came with me and she was wearing her heelys great hallways yeah i bet wheeling around town on that thing yeah it was the greatest i think she's the only child who still owns a pair of heelys they're brand new to her she got them for christmas is this all one story all these buildings are one story yes okay i didn't see stairs anywhere so you came in the building and went to the right right Mm -hmm. and then to the left uh, uh-huh. 
Okay. And then to the right and to the left. Oh. It Dude. doesn't look like there should have been that many turns. There were so many turns. I don't... Oh, well. We'll have to, you have to show me when we... Yeah. Off microphone, we're going to do it. Yeah. Because you need to see. I mean, I'm looking at the map, so... Do they have a map? Oh, you... No, 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 no. No. You need... Okay, he's showing me the plan view, a la Google Earth. You need to look at... I don't know if they'll publish it, though. Do you think they'll publish... Probably not. A school like map? this map is the... If you notice, it's the carpool. Yeah. Like, kid drop-off mm-hmm. map. So. Yeah, I went in right here. I think. Right there. Oh, I thought you were going in here. Like uh, That looks like the main entrance. Maybe I did go in there. Yeah, that might be right. That seems like it's the main entrance and then you break off into those yeah, three hallways. That might be right. Anyway, we y'all are can't see any of this, so we're like you're probably like, All right, go to the next thing, please. Hit <laughs> <laughs> that you plus fifteen second <laughs> fast forward <laughs> option. Do you utilize the heck out of that when you listen to podcasts? Because um, I do. Sometimes definitely on the commercials. I fast forward hey, through every commercial. You guys do not fast forward through. You need to start sneaking around when you're putting in our commercial because we don't want we want people to hear all about our wonderful sponsor, Keith Air Conditioning. We need for them to hear him. See, I'm going to add it in here, so sneak it in yeah, so you guys won't know. Can they fast forward through that one too? Yeah. I don't know how it gets added into our. Yeah, you can fast forward through it. Okay. Well. Um, I mean, I even fast forward through like when Joe Rogan has them and they're a separate. Yes. Like they come up separately. I fast forward through those. Well, I will tell you this. If you, when you go to listen to the Huberman podcast, if you do, the first like six minutes of his thing are advertisements. Six minutes? It's an extremely long time. It may not be six minutes. It might be like two or three minutes, but it is a very long time. Yiperoonies. Very long. Here's a nice thing about what he does on his podcast. So, like in the show notes, it tells you. You know, at 30 seconds, add for this sponsor. At one minute, this sponsor. Oh, wow. And so, like, you can go to right where it says 2.30, start of podcast or whatever. Hmm. And you just fast forward just straight to that. Isn't that interesting? Because that seems like some people would definitely advise against that. I like it. Well, it also has, like, you know, this is the start of the podcast. And then it'll be, like, let's say you're doing the one on focus. It'll be, like, NSDR at... 27 minutes and 58 seconds. Yeah, so you can find like the you information find, you're good at. Yes. I mean, you're interested in. like L-thiamine is going to be on there at 10 minutes and 15 seconds or whatever. Oh, that's what I was going to say, too, is that what I'm interested in is not just the supplements and what they do, but there's also a very specific science behind when you take them during yes. the day, yep. when you take them with each other, when he you talks t- about all that stuff. you take them with food, do you take them with a ca- like caffeine, your coffee? Like, oh my gosh, it makes my head hurt to even think about what, all the stuff that there is to learn. And then you have to figure it out within in your own body to see if it works for you yep. and what combination works for you. You are like a walking science experiment, and I don't know that I have the patience or capability to do that do you um yes and no like because how long do you have to go trying two weeks maybe and then you're like i feel like i'm pretty in tune with my body to where i know if something is working or not 
How do you know? What if you got a little less sleep or a little more sleep last night? Well, okay, you know? sure, sure, sure. But like, I know when I wake up in the morning, how I feel. You know, like okay, mm. so I'm already starting at this point, and then I went and worked out. I either had a good or a bad workout, so I'm here. Well, I mean, in and, the at the end of the day, for me, if it's all placebo, I don't care as long as I'm feeling all right. Yeah. So I'm all about a placebo effect. If I'm just eating sugar pills, <laughs> fine. I mean, honestly, that's the best case scenario if you ask me. Right, because then you're not actually harming your body. Yeah, with some sort of something that might have some side effects. Yeah. And I would much rather do some sort of like crazy concoction of supplements than to go take a pharmaceutical. Call me crazy. That's just how I roll. <laughs> I would rather. It depends on, I think it depends on what the supplement is. So. For me, it would. Um. Well, you're Mr. If it's kind of like a natural. You're Mr. Anti-Pot. Anyway, have you changed your feelings about that? I feel like you have. I have. Have we talked about um, that on here at all? We have never talked about it, but we only have like 10 minutes left, so we are not going to get that conversation done. <gasps> we'll Cliffhanger. Let's table that for the next Okay, well, let's just say that generally in our marriage, I have been great and on board with legalizing, legalizing, it. legalizing marijuana use, and you have not been. Would you say that for all drugs or just marijuana? Uh, like cocaine. I don't know. I've had look. I've had a little bit to drink, so I, this is not a good time to be asking me that kind of thing. I don't think, or for me to like think through the logistical. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not really considering all the things. But I remember the reason why we can get into it. Ten minutes is plenty of time for us to get into this. Um, okay. I think that your your reasoning behind not being okay with marijuana was that it cannot be regulated since it can be grown. And I tried to convince you that tobacco can be grown. Like, there's plenty of alcohol can be made yes. and produced. So, technically, they're not really, they can't regulate those things either if you wanted to grow them or to produce them yourself. Right. There's plenty of things that you can. Well, that's the reason I have a problem with it is is a regulation issue. There would be no way necessarily. And I'll, I mean. But they're not regulating things like L-thiamine. And that's a natural, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's not harmful. Like, it's not going to lead to some sort of altered mind state. But it basically is. It is an altered mind state. Um, it's it's changing my, I don't know if it's changing the chemistry. Of, I mean, I don't know what the technical term for it would be, but it's changing how my. I don't know exactly either, but I know it has to do with receptors. Oh, boy. And. There is this chemical, something called acetylcholine, which is like a focus chemical. And it helps you produce that, receive that, something like that. That had, okay, you Anyways. didn't know any of that stuff whenever you were telling me that you were not for. But are you saying, now you're no, saying you've changed. No, that's L-thiamine I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Um, no, so for marijuana, yeah, I mean, I guess if there was a way... And there probably is, and I don't know how, but for you to regulate it like you do with alcohol, it would be or just like tobacco. alcohol, and that you can't drive under the influence of it. You know what I mean? It still has to be something that you're doing at yeah, home. Yeah. Okay. So here's a, and that's where that gets tricky. Like you get pulled over for 
because you're swerving. You can do a blow test and we know if you've been drinking or not. Mm-hmm. Is that possible for marijuana? I think so, yeah. Obviously, if you've been smoking it, you're going to open the door and they're going to know. Sure. So let's say you chew, you had some chewables. You know, is there a way? Look, here's here's the thing. Truly, when it comes to alcohol, there's plenty of people who know the rules of that, too, where you can deny yeah, no, a blow test. Sure, sure. And then you go to jail and basically you wait it out long enough to where you're not going to have a anything on a blow test. So, you know, yes, there's there's tests for all this stuff. Right. Who knows if you'll actually pass or fail it, even if you are breaking the law by doing those things. Well, that's what I'm saying. It just seems like they're, that was my big problem with all of it. If you're doing it, could they catch you if you're breaking the law? Well, and like the regulation of all of it, like there would be... You're worried about somebody not making tax money? What's, I mean, no. what do you mean? Because that's what regulation... Well, like people would put crap in it that... Oh, uh, that's exactly... I mean, we already got that problem and it has that's nothing to do I'm with... Saying. But it has nothing to do with that. That should would go away. In theory, that would go away if it was legalized. That's the whole... But would it though? That's, that is the... Yes, that, that is, is the, the argument. That is the I argument. I know that is the argument, but is there proof? I know that of is the argument. Of course there's not proof, because how do you... If it's not legalized, how are you supposed to prove it? <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, but I you don't, don't have people dropping stuff in alcohol, you know? You don't have people dropping fentanyl in alcohol. Yeah. You have, them have it in, you know, pills, oxy, and all kinds of things that people have to get a prescription for. Right. So... Well, I mean, I even, know, even with prescription, like, okay, so now you can get a prescription for the marijuana. I mean, you see how much stuff like all of those opiates were taken advantage of by medical professionals. To, yeah. I don't know. It just seems like another drug on the market would not be a good thing. But I, I, my I argument know. has always been that I would rather it be something that grows naturally. And I agree with that. Than for it to be some sort of... Uh, lab-made chemical. Yes, I do. So, I do so agree if you've got cancer, I would rather you be able to smoke or ingest some sort of marijuana that's going to take away your pain, or do whatever you need to do instead of some sort of like pill form morphine or you know something right. like that. Although morphine may be a naturally occurring, ooh. I think morphine is a is a uh, essentially like adrenaline, isn't it? Isn't that kind of the same thing? Like it's a hormone or something? Uh Uh-huh. It's already naturally produced? I think so. I might be making that up. Thomas is going to Google that real quick. Um, But I would just prefer for it to be some sort of natural. Oh, yeah. Your body does produce a small and steady amount of natural morphine. Thank you. Very interesting. Is it it, uh, probably not the same as adrenaline? But for some reason, I think that those two things are connected. Um, there is a doctor possibly if there's a doctor listening to this thank yeah. you for listening very much <laughs> adrenaline is epinephrine epinephrine okay that's right which is also something that's bottled up and given out right. not given out but you know sold so there's plenty of things that are naturally occurring that you can kind of boost um, yeah. or things that naturally grow now there's I mean ayahuasca is also like a natural that's like putting together a bunch of natural herbs and blending them together, and then you get this crazy like psychedelic yeah. um, tea, basically. Um, but I'm still better. I'm better with that than I am with some lab made. 
Yeah. Yeah. Even ibuprofen. It's made in a lab. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's all kinds of bad side effects from ibuprofen. I love an ibuprofen personally. Um, but you'd rather take a... If there was a way to microdose, uh, like Delta 8, or, you yeah. know, one of... I don't know all the CBD various... or whatever. Yes, one of those, and it did the same thing, I would prefer to do that. Yeah. Although, I would say when it comes to edibles, all these chewies and gummies and stuff, they start adding all this, like, sugar and right. things to it. I don't know how much better it is really for you than just taking something that's lab produced. I'm talking about, like, pure, like, a rolled up leaf that you're smoking, which, of course, then you got some sort of lung issue probably with that, too. I don't know. None of this stuff is going to be a hundred percent. I cannot stand that smell. Our kids have learned to identify that smell. You nor I have ever even tried marijuana before. No, but um, I know what it smells like. It smells terrible. I don't mind the smell, but isn't that funny? Because just today, one of our kids took an alcohol wipe out of my center console. Is wiping her hands. She's like, "Oh, I love the smell of this. It smells like a doctor's office. Don't you love how a doctor's office smells?" I'm like, "No." I do not love the way a doctor's office smells. Yeah. But they also like the smell of gasoline and, I was going to say fuel, yeah. gasoline and... Uh, no, I like all fuels. I like the smell of jet fuel, diesel, and gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Indis- in- yeah, indiscriminate. Indiscriminate fuel. I love fuel. the fuel smell. I mean, that all comes from you. But you don't like the smell of pot. Oh, I can't stand that smell. Don't they call it wacky weed or something? I don't mind it. It's not... It is abrasive to my senses. You also don't like cilantro. You're one of the people that think it tastes like soap. It tastes like soap. You know how they say you either don't... I don't know if they say you love it or hate it. They probably say you don't mind it or you hate it. Like, there's basically, like, two... For cilantro? Yeah. I can taste the soapy, but it doesn't bother me. You know? It it reminds me of saying bad words when I was a little kid. It's, like, that bad. Like... Eating soap. Bar soap. Yep. Yeah. So, can't do it. Well, talk about two completely different sets of taste buds. I don't know. It's just the way God made us. I know. So. But our kids have inherited an awful lot of the loving to sniff out at gas stations. Like, open the window and be like, oh, it smells so good out here. And I'm like, <laughs> ugh. Y'all roll the windows up. Yeah. Um, also, I want to give a unsolicited shout out to my new favorite restaurant. Which okay. now I'm afraid that um, I feel like I accidentally got in when there was not a whole lot of people in it, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's about to get insane. It's a very small restaurant. It's downtown Mobile, and it, I don't love the name of the restaurant. It's called Slurp Society. <sighs> you don't like the slurp part. Of I don't it. like the slurp part of it. I don't. Okay. I don't appreciate that name. Anyways, um, what do they call that? Is that onomatopoeia? Mm, yeah, the sound. Mm-hmm. That's also a word. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Slurp? Is onomatopoeia? Yes. Um, Is yeah, slurp I'm not sure. onomatopoeia? Slurp. I don't know. You can't ask Google. Let's ask Google. Okay. Anyway, that's going to require me to spell S L U R P. What? Bro, I could spell that. O N O M because it auto filled for me. On. Is it or is it not? I would like for you to finish spelling before I click Okay, on this it. is a spelling bee. Onomatopoeia. O-N. When are you going to buzz me out? Wait, did you say M or N? N okay. is in Nancy. O-N. 
O M O Is it A? A. Anamana P I A. No. T O P O E I A. Anamanta P O? What? Yes. There's a T? Yep. We all say Anamanta. N O M A T O P O E I A. Anamanta P O. What in the planet? Slurp is on the list. Thank you. Thank you. Just letting you know, I'm almost finished with my drink right now. Okay. And it was probably two or three shots of Fireball. Okay. Uh, who's ever called it onomatopoeia? The people that know how to spell it, obviously. Not I, said the fly. <laughs> um, anyway. I is stay it, word f- away from words I can't spell. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> um, it, I don't know... Uh, I don't know if it's like a fusion restaurant or if it's, I don't know. I don't know about genres of food. And I'm really not a much of a foodie at all. I don't care about food really, but it is the best food I've put in my mouth in uh, a very, like, maybe ever. Okay. Maybe ever. That's saying something. What? Um, I want to take everybody there. I want you all to go there. I have no connection with this place other than I went there to eat one time and I almost died because it was so good. Well, makes me want to go. Yeah, we need to go on a date night for sure. But apparently, is you have it to make open it at night. It is. It seems you have to make like a lunch place. No, you have to make reservations. Okay. Like I said, it's small. That good. It's that good, and it's that small. It might have twelve tables in it, All maybe. Right. And they're small tables for two people. Right. Not like it's not a, groups. No. Okay. And they do have a bar, so you could sit at the bar if you wanted. But. It's so I'm, good. I'm going to try it out. We're going to try have, it out. I had never heard of bow before, but they have bow, and my mouth is watering even talking about it. The chicken bow is like to die. And then they also have noodles, which I did not eat because I was with someone, and I cannot fathom eating slurpy noodles with a guest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't want to do that. And so... But when I'm there, you might order the noodles. I may, but the bao, I'm telling you, I took... So, bao is... It's actually like a pillowy, like, uh, steamed dough. Mm-hmm. But they make it into a sandwich kind of a thing. Okay. With um whatever filling. I'm telling you, my mouth's watering just thinking about it. Anyway, I was like, I'm not that hungry. I'll just have one bao. They're small. They're real small. Like, they fit in your hand. And I was like, I'll just have one. So I took the first by the one and I immediately grabbed the waiter and was like, could you please bring me two more? Like, I need, Dang. I need all of these. Golly. Yeah. It's amazing. So we'll see. I'll probably get some bow and some noodles just so I can try all the things all and right. be fully, fully in. I'm now a disciple of bow. I mean, not bow. What's the name of this place? Slurp. Slurp. Society. God, society. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I'm just going to call it the place where they have the bow. <laughs> bow place. <laughs> you guys go visit. It's delicious. Downtown Mobile. I forget the name of the old restaurant that they took over, but it's delicious and you will not be disappointed. It's a flavorful and good. You're falling asleep over there. I am. Okay. It's We're going to go and you guys can listen to this podcast in approximately three hours when it's published. Until next time. Bye y'all. Bye y'all. <laughs>